Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. One of the questions concerning missions is, is God speaking? Does God command us to do anything besides receive what he has given to us? Uh, When you read the scriptures, you find a man there whose name is Andrew. And every time that we see his name, he's bringing somebody to Jesus. And that's what the Word of God does for us. The Word of God speaks to our hearts. It puts a burden on our heart for others. So the importance of God's Word being involved in missions is vital. Without it, we have no message. And uh, so today on Exploring Missions, we're going to talk to someone about God speaking even in our time. Nathan, uh, yes, there's a time when I've read the Bible and it speaks louder than others. And usually it's not the Bible. (laughs) It's me and how I receive it. You know, am I in a position to receive it? But God's word does speak to us today, doesn't it? Yeah, God is God is continually working. Uh, He's he's speaking and he is uh, revealing himself to uh, to individuals, to groups of people. Uh, and it's hard for us even to imagine, uh, you know, we're sitting here in the Bible Belt in the United States of America, you know, 2022. Uh, it's hard for us to imagine there are people still living right now on different corners and pockets in the world who have yet to hear uh, the, the word of God spoken to them, uh, his, his written word, the Bible. Now, God makes his uh, witness plain in creation, and we can see how God is great. Uh, there's a creator. There's a life giver. Uh, but who he is in Jesus, um, there's still work to be done by the church. Those that know know him and have heard God speak, we have a responsibility to carry that to those who, who have not yet heard him speak. Uh, but even in the middle of all of that, God is speaking to each of us even today. Uh, so we have to we have to be ready to listen. American Family Radio is a, a part of the American Family Association. And another part of the American Family Association is American Family Studios. And they produce films and they produce documentaries. And in the last few years, let me just share with you, they've been do, doing some award-winning work. And uh, those of us that have been uh, observing that uh, – Halfway close up, not not every day, but seeing it, we're just so excited about what God does. And when God brings something out, a lot of times it's the beginning, but it needs to be renewed. I think that's the reason he wrote Second Corinthians, Second Thessalonians. You know, yeah. uh, in other words, they needed to hear this again. Well, a few years ago, the American Family Studios presented to us the award-winning documentary when God. Uh, the God who speaks. I want to say when God speaks, but it's the God who speaks. And today we have with us on Exploring Missions, M.D. Perkins, who was instrumental in bringing it about. 
And uh, MD, welcome to Exploring Missions. Thank you, gentlemen. Really good to be with you. Well, it's always good to be with you. I enjoy <laughs> talking with you and being a part with you. And how long ago was it that The God Who Speaks came out? So The God Who Speaks was initially released in 2018 to our our audience. We had screened it uh, a few months prior at an apologetics conference in North Carolina. But, uh, you know, it was a long project of of going all the way from from the initial conception all the way through uh, the filming and the editing. But uh, in 2018 is when it was released, and now we're wanting to re-release it to our audience because we have so many new people who've started to listen to AFR and have become connected with AFA over the last several years, and and even through, like, In His Image and some of the other film projects that we've done. So we're just, we want to make sure that our audience is, is fully aware of the fact that AFA is built on the bedrock of God's Word, and the authority of the Scripture is so central to everything that we do and say as a ministry, and we want to make sure that our audience is clear on that from the get-go. Amen. One of the things I love to do with the other program I do is called Exploring the Word, and Alex McFarlane and I get into the Word of God every day, and we talk about it, and I use this illustration, guys. I said, the Word of God is the Word of God, whether you believe it it is or not. Now, Uh, And I I use this one. I said the Bible is called the sword of the spirit. You know, if I had a sword and you say, I don't believe that's a sword, what's the best way to prove to you that it's a sword? (laughs) Use it. The word of God, preaching it, sharing it is powerful. It really is. I think what this does for me, it reminds me of that that when there are some people that not responding to it, but it's still going forth and accomplishing that, Nathan. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for even for us as followers of Jesus, um, we have to remind ourselves and, and continually bring before our, our own minds that, you know, we're not the, uh, like you said, we're not the ones who decide if this is God's word or does this have authority in my life or does it not? It does. And we now we submit or not, and but that's the whole point. When we read God's word, there's already a uh, in my heart to receive it as it's given. I must have already submitted to it, even before I've read it. I need before I hear what it says, before I see it on the page. Um, I have in my heart have to have submitted to God. That's what it means to understand the Bible. It means to stand under it. And it has authority over me. So no matter what it says, I don't read it and then decide, I think I'll I'll obey this today. Or I don't think that applies to me today. That's not how I need to approach Scripture. I need to submit in my heart to whatever it is that God's going to say. And I think when we do that, then we will hear more clearly what God is saying. MD, when we talk about the God who speaks, uh, it's not necessarily knowing the Bible, but it's knowing the God of the Bible. Yeah. The Absol- God who speaks, speaks to it clearly. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, when we made this project, obviously the focus of the documentary is to focus on um, that to give Christians confidence in the Scriptures, how we got the Bible, how we can understand it, how we can know it's reliable and true. But, you know, in order to do that, you really have to deal with three main components, or at least this is how I thought of it. 
you know, I knew you had to deal with the theology, you know, the doctrine of the scriptures, as theologians call it, explaining God's revelation. What does it mean for God to speak to humankind? What do we mean by terms like inerrancy or inspiration or these kinds of things? So answering some of those questions for, for Christians who may not understand, you know, some of the distinctions that we're making there when we talk about it. But then there's a the question of apologetics. You know, how do we know that the Bible that we have is actually the words that God intended for us to have? How do we know that it wasn't changed by secret committee at some point or, you know, in the translation process, we didn't lose something or in the copying of the manuscripts that we didn't lose pieces of what God intended for us to have. So how do we answer some of those common objections that many skeptics and unbelievers have? And even Christians may struggle with, you know, well, I don't understand. I heard there's variations in the text, in the manuscripts. I don't know what to do with that. So we try and answer those questions. But then to your point, Bert, uh, we wanted to focus also on the practical side of it, because this is about knowing the God of the Bible. This isn't just so that we have a reverence for the Scripture as an artifact. Uh, I mean, the Bible is supposed to reveal God to us. It is our lifeline to understanding who He is, how we can respond to Him, how we can worship Him rightly, how we can know who He is as He's described Himself to us. So it leads us to obedience, to faith, and to love. And that's just you know, that was the heartbeat of behind me when we wanted to to do this. I didn't want a dry, kind of sterile project that was just going to present, you know, a lot of the facts of how we got here. The facts are important, but it, it had to drive us all to understand who is God and and to drive you to the to the scripture to really understand like this is this is <laughs> amazingly God has spoken to us what a treasure we have in that what an amazing witness of God's mercy and his kindness to us that he wouldn't just keep himself far off and veiled so that we wouldn't understand who he is but he's actually spoken to us in scripture you're listening to Exploring Missions, and uh, Bert Harper, Nathan Harper, and our guest today is M.D. Perkins. He is with the American Family Studios, and we're talking about The God Who Speaks. It's a documentary, and before we go, because people may get cut off, how can people get a hold of this documentary? It is awesome. I We're going to talk a few minutes uh, who in the world you interviewed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember you guys coming to me and said, do you know anybody we could interview that would help us in this, and uh, I gave those names, and there they are. You, you yeah. guys followed up with that. I, I remember that. It thrilled my heart. But uh, how can people watch this and, and take it and use it for their good? Yeah, so please go to thegodwhospeaks.org, thegodwhospeaks.org, and from there you will be able to, to split off in one of two directions. You can go watch the movie directly for free through our AFA streaming platform. If you click on Watch, watch Now, then you can go over to the AFA streaming platform. If you don't have a registration there, it's okay. It's completely free for you to sign up, and you can watch that there. And then if you're, if you're a physical media person, if you want a, a DVD that you can have or hand off to a friend, you can give a donation to the ministry, and we have a special limited edition DVD set um, that has the movie, some special features, additional content, as well as a, a, a eight-week Sunday school curriculum that we developed to help churches and small groups be able to get this stuff down into their pews. Nathan, this is this is missions. Yeah. The, the mission of uh, the God who speaks is to equip the saints to have the knowledge and the practical sense in being on mission for God. Yeah, absolutely. And I could I could just simply see just the especially the digital aspects of of how accessible it can be. Uh, you know, this is something you could uh, have a a viewing party, a watch party, or you can even just 
pass along the uh, links and things to your friends uh, who might be, you know, a little bit on the skeptical side, might be uh, even not a believer at this point, um, but definitely as a as an equipping tool. But let me ask, let me step back just real quickly and just a general basic question. Um, so why film? Why why a documentary? Um, and you know maybe why not a book or mm-hmm. or or something like that? Well, I mean there have been dozens of books that have been written about the authority of the Bible. Uh, lots of apologetics books on how do we know? You know, I mean Josh McDowell's great book on uh, on all of the manuscript history and all the textual tradition and all that that's there. You know, there's a lot of good book resources that are out there. But what we discovered is, you know, the question got posed at one point around 2015 or 2016, you know, has there ever been a documentary from the evangelical perspective that really looked at the scripture and how we got it? And of course, there hadn't been. I mean, we were actually kind of amazed that that hadn't happened. Everything that had been out there was either, from the evangelical point of view, was either so narrowly focused, you know, it was like uh, the patterns of evidence in Exodus. It's dealing with one very particular archaeological question. But, you know, the overall question of how can we know and trust the Bible, that hadn't been dealt with uh, from from our point of view. You know, it only been presented from the, from the very liberal skeptic yeah. side that wanted to denigrate the Scripture or say, oh, Jesus might have actually been different or he might have been married or all of these different things. You know, so why film? I mean, we wanted to uh, to create something that also visually was able to entice people to go read some of the, the heavier resources that are out there. I mean, this is the God who speaks is supposed to be kind of a taste to, to help whet people's appetite for understanding and, uh, and, and for confidence in some of these questions. Because like you said, I mean, this is about uh, having conversations with your friends and neighbors. You know, you, you receive a question about, uh, about the manuscript tradition or the canon of Scripture. You might not have even heard that term canon of Scripture right. before. And you feel a little bit off your, off your game, and you don't, you don't have the confidence to necessarily answer that. But here's a documentary that's supposed to help you undergird some of those questions, give you a, a very clear but um, also concise understanding of some of these topics. And it also helps you because you can share it with other people, and they could watch it, and they could also be benefited by some of those questions that maybe they need answered. You know, Nathan, something you said to me uh, years and years ago said, Dad, do you not know we're living in a video-dependent generation? (laughs) And uh, so books, what's a book, you know? And so it, it speaks... Uh, it speaks to the generations, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a filmmaker by by trade and by uh, you know uh, education. I went to film school. I studied film and television production. I studied what it means to represent you know the real world in in uh, behind a frame, you know, and all of those kinds of things. And so, having some some way of being able to um, stir Christians to understand more deeply and to have uh, more of a heart for God has always been part of what I've wanted to do as a filmmaker. You know, I mean, so being able to to create a documentary that helps build up and edify the church and give them confidence in the Scripture, I mean, it felt like what I was made to do. I think this might whet a lot of people's appetite, those of us that have been in the ministry or been a part of a church are the people that you interviewed. I mean, I I honestly say it's kind of like when I get a new book, uh, sometimes I'll read and see who 
who recommended this book mm-hmm. or who the contributors were in this book if it was a right. general book. The contributors are quite <laughs> well chosen. Yeah, well, we wanted a, a broad spectrum of the evangelical church. You know, we wanted uh, so whatever your background or tradition, you could kind of come to it and maybe find somebody that you recognize and someone that you respect. I mean, and these are these are people that hopefully you you are familiar with. Guys like Alistair Begg or Erwin Lutzer or Josh McDowell or Alex McFarland or Kevin DeYoung, Frank Turek, uh, some people you may not know like Dan Wallace, who's one of the foremost experts on the New Testament manuscripts in the world. A lot of seminary students might know his name, but the average Christian may not. Uh, John Oswald, Al Mohler, and you know, in God's providence, we got some of the last interviews with the late R.C. Sproul and Norman Geisler before they went into glory. That is... <laughs> That's yep. a roll call, Nathan. Yeah, it's 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 worth uh, watching just to just to hear their comments. Uh, but the the overall production value. I want to get to another question, but I'm, I'm just thinking about how how beautiful of a film it is. Mm, you know, you. and especially for just a documentary. I mean, you know, you think about, uh, or I do sometimes think about. You hear the word documentary, and you want to yeah. you want to go to sleep or something, <laughs> but. There's no sleeping through this one. There's there's visual beauty on the screen, uh, the the soundtrack, the music, um, and the just the production value is is extremely well done. Um, can you speak to that a little bit? Just uh, the work maybe that went involved in. That? Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is, you know, I mean, when you're making a movie, you you want something that's going to be visually captivating. And even though this is a movie, obviously it's about abstract information. You know, it's about theology, it's about history, it's about things you can't visually always see. But part of the the thing that really drove me is to help connect Christians to the history and the legacy of the Scripture. So bringing them back in visual ways to that history. That's why we went to the Holy Land to film a bunch of the 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 um, you know the landscapes and these places. So you're getting the senses. This is where Jesus actually lived and walked, and these are the kinds of things that he saw, and this is where the people sat on the hill when he fed the 5,000, and, you know, those kinds of things, you know, as you know, if you've been to the Holy Land, uh, it, it adds a... It doesn't add anything new, but it it, it uplifts your sense it fulfills, of... <clears throat> it does. It yeah. fulfills your mind. This, uh, you can visualize it. Better. Right, yeah, you start to picture all of these things happening there, and then... Also, what we wanted to do is to bring in the the rich legacy of all the manuscript tradition. You know, the reason we have a Bible is because faithful men and women copied the Scripture over and over and over again to preserve it and to pass it along and to share it with those people in their churches and their communities so that they had uh, access to the Scriptures. And so it's that legacy. You know, people might deride, oh, well, it was copied so many times. That's actually evidence to the fact of the Bible's truthfulness that people wanted to copy it over and over again. They wanted the scripture so they could share it and understand it. And so we had access to some amazing archives uh, and just like some of the earliest manuscripts going back that are, have survived now. You know, we were able to get access to film them, to to try and give people a sense of the legacy of how we got from from Christ speaking words and and God speaking on Mount Sinai and all the way down to you hold a Bible in your hand and you can go buy one at the Christian bookstore. Yeah, when you when you think about the the historicity of the scriptures and you know it's almost like um, as a church most of the time 
one, we don't really know. We don't understand the history of it and how the canon came about and mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And then if we know a little bit about it, we hear it mostly from a secular perspective yeah. as a negative thing. And so we're we're afraid to dive in and, and look uh, deeply at the at, at, at how it came about and how God was preserving His Word through it all. Um, and so you mentioned earlier about you know the theological aspect of things and the practical aspect, but you also talked about the apologetics aspect. Mm-hmm. And I think this is very important, especially for young people, young believers in the church, and they could be young in age or just a new believer, uh, to go ahead and dive into understanding how the Bible that we have, you know, in a in a codex, in a leather-bound, yeah. um, you know, book, it wasn't always like that. How did it come to be? Um, knowing the history of it, knowing the canon uh, process of the Bible, can you share a little bit about your thoughts about why that's important for uh, young people to to know that now? Well, that's so important to realize because I mean, some people do have this mental image, I guess, of God just dropping a book from the sky. And that was not in God's providence how he decided. I mean, obviously, he could do anything he wanted to. He could have done that. But he actually chose to take the history of his people and to inscripturate that throughout the process and to to use human vessels to communicate his truth. And, you know, that's where the theological part comes in, where we believe that the people who were writing these things down were divinely inspired, that what they were writing is is God's actual words that he intended to communicate. But, you know, sometimes if you have that kind of very uh, cookie cutter, you know, cardboard image in your head, it's so easy to knock down. You could run across thousands of, of just statements on social media or online and and then it starts to, you know, upset your faith and you start to think, well, I mean, if God didn't just hand a book, you know, I was told that. You probably weren't told that. You just envisioned right. that at some yeah. point, you know, but if you if you start to to answer some of those questions preemptively you begin to have this foundation for your faith already well established so that when that question comes up or when a friend says oh well, i heard that you know this council decided this and they didn't know what books of the bible they were going to choose until emperor constantine said something you know about it and then you're like well no actually you know the council of nicaea was not determinative of the canon of scripture the canon of scripture had already been well established before this point cuz these books were already being well used by the churches and you know that person suddenly doesn't have really an answer because they've just heard something they're just re- That's right. <laughs> repeating something that they had heard online you know so it's it's intended to give us a more rigorous and more careful way of thinking about the things that we oftentimes just take for granted you know maybe in previous generations we took for granted having to understand some of these apologetic truths but now with the whole postmodern assault on the foundation uh you know of truth it's important to go back and to to shore up those foundations yeah. again. With that in mind, I want to read Second Peter chapter one verses nineteen through twenty-one. This is the Bible speaking of itself. Now, for me, that's sufficient. But I love it when we have the God who speaks adds to that mm-hmm. to share with those that are, you know, flaky yeah. in their in their theology. Even yeah. listen to this. We also have the prophetic word made more sure which you do well to heed as light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Knowing this first, 
that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation, for prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. That is the inspiration. That is the authoritative. Uh, I grew up hearing the authentic Word of God and that it was God-inspired, you know, the whole app. But then I thought the word to it is authoritative. It is. Mm-hmm. It is authoritative. It is by which we believe God has revealed himself. The other scripture that I was want to talk about is in Hebrews, that God has spoken to us in time past through the law and through the prophets, through angels. But in these last days, he has spoken to us through his son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that son in John, John said it so well. In the beginning was the word, and it goes on. But then verse 14, and that word became flesh and dwelt among us. Yeah, one of my favorite parts of the God Who Speaks documentary is when we slow down and we talk about Christ being that eternal word. And we just really hone in on that, and you start to to really contemplate what does it mean for Christ to be the word of God? And and what a what an amazing truth that is for us as Christians, something to, to really base your whole life upon. It is. And again, we're coming close to the the end, and our guest today has been M.D. Perkins, and he's with American Family Studios, where AFR, AFA, is releasing The God Who Speaks, a re-release or a release a second time, make it known, and how can people get it? Please go to thegodwhospeaks.org, thegodwhospeaks.org, and you can watch uh, for free online through our AFA streaming platform. You can do it through that website, or you can also give a gift to the ministry and receive a special limited edition DVD set. Something that I wanted to get into, and we do have time for that, uh, Nathan and I recently uh, did a recording concerning partnership in the gospel. Mm. And let me give a partnership that it's not it's not official, but let me just share with you. Plan to go to Washington, D.C. and visit the Museum of the Bible. But before you do, get this video, this documentary, The God Who Speaks, listen to it, and then go to that museum, and you see the Word of God preserved for us. It is miraculous. There's more evidence of the Bible and and having all the documentary material in the past than there is for the Odyssey. I mean, you know, it it is true. There's more there. There's transcripts, and they're amazing, accurate in the agreement. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, we just invite you to study as deep as you can study, um, and, and this is a good launching place for that. Uh, the God who speaks, um, and and but I believe uh, you know the deeper you go, the further you you study, you'll you'll come to the conclusion. Everybody that has done that in an honest, open way, mm-hmm. they've come to the same conclusion. God's word, the Bible, can be trusted, and it has authority, and it points us to Jesus, who gives us life, and uh, you know that's what life is about. So. Uh, I'm excited about the accessibility of it, that you can go simply to the website, thegodwhospeaks.org. Uh, but it's cool that you can also get a DVD. The other day, I was at a little place, and my youngest son looked at a stack of VHS cassettes stacked <laughs> in the corner. And he's like, Dad, what are those? <laughs> you know, 20 years from now, there'll be a stack of DVDs, and somebody's going to say, Dad, what are those? Yeah. But I'm glad it's on digital, uh, thegodwhospeaks.org. 
MD, thank you for being with us. Thank you, gentlemen. It was a pleasure. It was a joy to have you, and we're praying that you will get this, and the God who speaks, it will equip you to be on the mission that God has saved you and left you here for, and you will be equipped to do the work that God's called you to do. So stay on mission for God, serve Him, because God has spoken truth, and we can know that truth, Jesus Christ, the righteous. 